What's up, worship leaders? Thanks so much for joining us here on Confessions of a Worship Leader. My name is Brandon Dempsey of Worship Team Training, and this page and coming book is dedicated to you as I share my heartbreaking experiences and crazy stories of worship ministry and how that may help you in your walk. So thanks for joining us today. Introducing a brand new video series entitled The Confession Booth. So want to um, share special messages that I've been thinking about the way I've heard it, the way I've seen it, and then also invite great guests on like what we have today, Christian Knuckles with Battle Creek Collective. What is up, Christian? How are you? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on here. Good. Hey, this is real on the spot. So, I mean, I just uh, I got you up on Zoom real quickly, and uh, we really didn't talk much about today. So I'm just going to hit you with the question. You ready? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, what are five ways that worship and ministry leaders can be real? Five ways. What that I mean by worship- that is real in terms of th- who they are on stage, who they are off stage. Are they the same person? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always a struggle there. So, um, yeah, I, you know, the first problem that you have is the fact that you're always the leader guy, you know, you're the professional Christian in the room, usually when you're leading teams. And so with your team, um, that can create a problem of a dichotomy between, um, who you are in, in the, in your private life and then who you are when you're on, you know, when you're in front of people, you're always on a lot of times when you get done with Sunday morning, you're just exhausted because you've been on all day, you know? Um, so that can, that can be a problem. Um, you know, one way to reconcile that is to just make sure that you are, um, being genuine in your walk with the Lord. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, well, number two, I guess would be trying to fit in. Yeah. Trying trying to fit in. That's, that's one thing I was thinking of is like, you know, if you've got number one, you've got to be on all the time. Um, so you can't really be genuine with the people that you're with. So, you know, remedy that, Uh, but also just trying to fit in with the, with the worship sphere, you know, the, the worship leader look and sound and the worship moves and what kind of guitar you play. And, you know, like when I got started with, with uh, leading worship, my, my early music days were all based in punk rock and, and ska music. So um, when I started leading worship, I found out real fast. I was like, Oh, I need to trade in my flying V and, and get a Telecaster. Cause that's what we worship leaders play as far as electric guitars. You know, so it was a whole thing, you know, I quit, I need to quit wearing like chains and stuff and start wearing like hipster glasses and growing a beard and whatever. So, um, yeah, just we trying shaved. to fit in. Right. We I just shaved, man. I just shaved. Yeah. So like a couple of days ago and I'm, I'm growing it back. I'm growing it back to be more even and full. So sometimes you just got to start over, <laughs> but yeah. Um, everyone around me is weirded out because I changed my hairstyle and I shaved and they're like, who is this guy? But, but again, I mean, you know, that, that plays into it, right? Like we, we try to fit in with what the worship leader aura is for the more modern, for the more modern, like feel or whatever it is. And so that can create a dichotomy between who you are. So, um, yeah, uh, number three would be the pressure to perform. I think the, the pressure to impress people, you're always under pressure to be the very best version of yourself. So now let me, you know, let me stop always, real quick because yeah. some people I can hear the knee jerks already beneath their office table desk <laughs> because they're going to be saying, well, wait a minute, this is not about performance. And that's true. It is worship, but can a person still be in worship, leading worship, but still feel pressured? 
even though you say it's for God, oh. but isn't there the human element to it? Absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely a human element. I mean, I, when you that's a, we could do a whole podcast on that, buddy. Like the no, the, the no. fact of the matter is you have we will do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 reality is that um, when you are a worship leader, you are you have a responsibility to be a shepherd of the people in the room and and to um, and to wash the feet of the bride of Christ. And you can't necessarily just go into your own little world and be completely vertically focused um, because you are actually leading people horizontally. You know, your your fellow brothers and sisters, your family in faith and in Christ. So um, you do have to be very much aware and in touch with what their needs are and what's going on in the room with them. So yeah, you can't, it's, un, you know, if you go to a worship conference and, or to a Sunday morning service and you're not leading and you're in the congregation, you can do whatever you want. You can just, you don't have to be aware of the people around you. It's just you and Jesus. When you're leading people, when you're leading a team of leaders, they're leading a group of people. It's a different situation. And, and, and so yeah, I think there is that pressure to, because of that, there is that pressure to impress, to perform, to have your stuff together. Um, like I mentioned to you a while back, man, that I'm an Enneagram three. And so we always want to look like we've got our stuff together, where we, whether we do or not. And uh, that can create this pressure that builds inside you. So I'd say that's number three is just the pressure to impress people and perform. Um, I'd say number four would, for me, would be um, kind of on the church staff side of things. A lot of times because we're so laser focused and we're the only one that can do what we do like you know like on staff typically at a church you'll be like the one and only guy that knows how to run ableton how to run tracks how to set up pro presenter how to do sound how to craft a worship set and do planning center correctly or whatever um you know so because of that you can tend to get into this mindset of well hey i'm I'm this unique unicorn that's just different and special than everybody else. And so if someone needs some extra hands to move this from point A to point B, well, I've got hands, but I'm too busy doing my extremely important uh, spiritual, pastoral, worshipy work, you know? And so it can really kind of bring out the worst in you if you're in that kind of siloed off culture. You should try to be a good team player. I think a lot of times in our, you know, because we do have a skilled, unique position, it can it can fight that. So you have to just check yourself and 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 truly be a good team player, you know. Um, and then I guess the last thing would be um, just because it's fresh on my mind. I'm reading this book by Paul David Tripp called called uh, Lead. It's it's a really great book. I think I have it here somewhere. I don't know. I know I have it somewhere, but I don't I guess it's in here. Um, it's a great book. And, and one of the things that it talks about is having a healthy leadership community around you to give you a sense of accountability, a sense of um, authenticity and keep you in check. And a lot of times we, when you're the, the worship guy at your church, the one and only dude, you know, uh, you, you, you don't have that sense of community and accountability and, and so it causes you to uh, close yourself off. It causes you to, if, if it's left unchecked, it can cause you to lead really, you know, lead yourself into sinful decisions. We're all one bad decision away from losing it all, right? So um, we have to check ourselves and watch out uh, for those things by having a, a positive leadership community. So, so yeah, those are the five that I would say that kind of cause us to wrestle with being ourselves and and uh, being genuine. So. Cool. So personally, 
taking all those five things, what do you do to keep yourself in check, but to not just that, but to be the same person before you arrive to church, when you're at church, and then when you're home? Yeah, I think that what helps me is um, knowing, like knowing that having a keen awareness that um, we are called to be hu- humility, like in- incarnate. We're like we're trying to be like Christ, who was humility incarnate, right? Um, when when you read scripture, um, I think of verses like uh, in First Peter, you know, hum- humble yourself under the hu- uh, mighty hand of God, and at the right time. He will lift you up, you know, things like that. Humble, humble yourself before the Lord. Um, a lot of the problems that I described have to do with pride. And a lot of that pride comes from insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're truly secure in who you are in Christ, you don't have to put up a front in order to impress people. You don't have to put on a performance in front of people. Um, when, when you're walking with Jesus in the dark, in private, then that carries into who you are when you're in public. And um, and, and so that's that's what I do. I, I've learned the hard way what it's like to be a hollow performance only based uh, worship leader. And and it brings out the worst in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, being in a positive, healthy staff culture, being surrounded by community of other worship leaders around me and knowing that really <laughs> this is the thing, the best place to be. And it took me a long time to get here. I'm almost 40 now. You know, I'm almost in a super old old, old, old guy. I'm almost 40. Right. Right. Um, but I, I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything to prove. You know, the God of the universe has chosen, uh, this path for me. And because of that, I'm endorsed by him. I don't, and I can worship freely before him on stage, off stage, in my family, in my home, with my spouse in private. Um, that's, that's the, that's the healthiest way I know to, to live and, and just knowing that you don't have to put on a front because you are already, it's just like that song, Jaira, I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. You know, I know who I am. I know what you've spoken, right? That's, those are, those are promises that he's given to us. And so we can walk and live in that promise in freedom. So that's, that's, that's what I do. I don't know. Cool. Christian Knuckles, Battle Creek Collective. We're watching them. Awesome. Thanks, thanks man. Thanks, bro. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for joining us for our, our first edition of uh, having a guest here on the Confession Booth here at Confessions of a Worship Leader. Remember, it's not about being perfect, but allowing the Lord Jesus to lead you both in life and in worship. Love you. See you soon. Bye. All right.